Hello and welcome Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Monday, November 27th. We had a wild weekend of college football, so that is more than likely going to be carrying this episode. We will still definitely talk about the NFL, but I I predict that we're probably going to spend a little more time on college football today. Uh, and because of that, let's go ahead and start off with college football today, Tanner. To, I'm going, we're right off the bat, we'll, we're going to start off with the Iron Bowl. Okay. Get, let's just get that out of the way. Get, let you get whatever you want to out of your system. Um, it's probably the game that people watched more so than any other game this week. So Alabama wins the game 27 24. Tanner. 33 24. 27 24 is the final. 33 24. That is not the official score to Tanner. It is 33-24, no. though. It's not. That will forever be known as the pick six game. But it Because w- they took a pick six off the board because of us. Because but That was a pick six. Because the guy stepped out of bounds. Oh, now we want to say he stepped out of bounds. Yes, he, he literally did. <laughs> that, was, that was for you, Tyler. <laughs> but... So finals the official <laughs> the official final score, which thankfully the betting line was thirteen and a half. So this made it instead of being a seven a ten point difference, it's a three point difference. So it doesn't really matter for the majority of betters, thank God. But can you imagine if this was like an eight point line oh, and that play happened and it got taken off the board? That would have been pure chaos. Uh, but anyway, the official score is Alabama wins twenty seven to twenty four at Auburn. Tanner, walk us through the last drive for Alabama um, coming from an Alabama fan. That may, honestly, like, I think the biggest swing, I got to thinking about this. So, like, I got to thinking about, like, sports moments where I've had literally the biggest swing between, like, anger and just, like, getting the police called on me because I'm screaming in excitement so much. Not really. That really didn't happen. But, like... Literally, they were both Alabama moments, man. Like, the national championship game with Tua and the pass to Devontae, and then yesterday. Like, or not yesterday, on Saturday. Like, and and I was more pissed at anything because, did you watch the game? I saw the very end of the game. Okay. I saw, like, so the last seven minutes. You saw the Saban timeout that he took. He 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 had. Uh, I saw you text about this. He so, ha- he had to take it because there was a ten second runoff. Okay, ten second. Okay, here's my thing with the ten second runoff. Okay, in that case, I am okay with a ten second runoff. The reason that I say that is okay. If you take the ten second, the ten second runoff, you're gonna have thirty three seconds there. Okay? Right, okay. If you don't convert this, the game is over. Right. But the game the game is over because you you use that timeout. If you take the 10-second runoff, you at least have three timeouts to attempt to get the ball back. I'm saying give yourself a chance if that doesn't happen. I understand Like, in my opinion, that was a boneheaded coaching decision. I I, I understand your logic there, but let me walk you through this. Okay, so you said it would be 33 seconds if he didn't take the timeout. He took it with with 43 seconds. Okay, so after the 10-second runoff, that's 33 seconds. Let's say... 33 seconds. It was fourth and what? How many yards was it? Fourth and 17 or something like that? Fourth and 20, fourth and 23. Okay, fourth and 20. Okay, okay, so let's just say it's fourth and 20. Mm -hmm. In order, they're going to try to get the first down, obviously. Okay. Of course. So if you're trying to get that first down, let's just assume 
nine seconds come off. I feel like that's a reasonable amount of time for that how, for trying to get that many yards. Okay, so let's just assume nine seconds come off. That leaves 24 seconds on the clock. Auburn's going to run three plays. And all three of those plays, they're going to try to run as much clock as possible. Mm-hmm. And the last play, so let's say the first two plays, they take eight seconds each. So that's a total of 16 seconds gone. Boom. Only eight seconds are left. That last play, they're going to run around and run around to the back of the end zone. They're probably going to take a safety and probably with zeros on the clock. And even if there's not zeros on the clock, there's one or two seconds and they're just squib kicking it back to you and the game's over. Mm-hmm. So mathematically, I really I think he made the right call because even if you if you miss that, and even if you have all three timeouts, Auburn, if they do it smartly, like if they if they if they do it the right correct way as far as managing the clock, they can run thirty three seconds off the clock in four plays. They can do that. Uh, so like I I I feel like now is it possible Auburn could screw it up? Yeah, it's possible they could screw it up. But if you've just taken like I get what you're saying, I, I get what you're saying, but. In this case, especially with this with this game right here, okay, this proves my point even more. Literally anything can happen, okay? Literally anything can happen. And you've taken away the possibility. Obviously, this is a moot point because this didn't happen. But you're taking away the possibility of even getting the ball back. Even the possibility, okay? I don't think that was possible they were getting the ball back anyway. But you've taken away... I don't you, think. Okay, yeah. if Auburn can wait... Okay, with our defensive line, if Auburn can waste 33 clock seconds in four plays, fantastic. Because this is probably how it would have went. Run play up in the middle, immediately call timeout. What's that? Two or three seconds off the clock. That's, okay. that's way more than two or three seconds. Okay, two, we'll go it's five. six okay. seconds minimum. There's no way, Brandon. Six seconds. Six I'm, seconds. I'm telling you, Bro, the average the average NFL play, or just football play, is eight seconds. And you these guys are not going to be doing quick. They're going to be doing swing, like pitches or like just like jet plays where they're going sideline to sideline and telling their guy to get down before he gets out of bed. They're going to make sure these plays are lasting a pretty long time. And that third play, that third play, they will be running around backwards and they probably will take an intentional safety at the end. Like they're going to go backwards on purpose and run more clock. I think that, I think if, I think if we had a team of 11 players made up of me, you, and Ben's, just a bunch of Ben's and Tanner's and Brandon's, I think we could run 33 seconds off the clock. I think we could. I really don't think it'd be that hard. I don't think so. You, all you got to do is run backwards. That's all you got to do. Like, I don't know. I I, I, I get what you're I, – I understand your logic. I thought about it as well. I was like, was that the right thing? But then when I actually thought about, like, how much time was left and – if you're creative with the way you run time, you can you can run that clock off on four seconds. Like I said, and they had the option, the option at the end for taking an intentional safety. That option that Auburn had, because they were at about three, right? Or what were they at by four? I don't know. Yeah, they were at by four. Mm-hmm. Being up by four gave them the option of taking an intentional safety with like five seconds left if they needed to. And even if you do, if you, if they take a safety and they're up by two points with five seconds left, you still can't win the game. So, anyway, I, I I get I get what you're I get what you're saying, but like 
all, all you all you want is an opportunity. If Auburn look, if Auburn can waste thirty, if Auburn can waste thirty three seconds off the clock, fantastic. You've at least given the opportunity. It, it's more like, and I understand what you're saying. That's why I'm saying if Auburn could have in that case, you can live with that. Okay, but you've taken out the possibility. Like you can live with it if you put your team in a position and you put your team in a defense and your you put your defense in a situation to where they can poss something can happen miracle bad snap something of that nature like say on that third down play bad snap we see it all the time just just something but you've taken away even that possibility that's my thing that's like I understand what you're saying I do but like going back to it. I legitimately don't think I've went through a swing of emotions like that since the national championship game. And it was literally the exact same thing. Yeah. It, it was the exact, pretty much the exactly what happened in the national championship. When they, uh, what, what happened, what caused the, them to be backed up? Was it a bad So snap? in the national is then, a bad I'm not, snap. I'm not talking about the national championship. I'm talking about bad, this game. It was a bad snap. So after yeah. that play and they got backed it up. It was a bad snap. The first Caitlin thing, falls on it. the first thing that crossed my mind was like, oh boy, this is very similar to that national championship situation. I was like, I was like, well. I said the exact same thing in the Georgia national championship. And apparently yeah. I cost Alabama the champ. You remember that? Yeah, I do. That yeah. was so stupid. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Like, so, I, it, it was just honestly, man, I will never. I'm pretty sure I told you all this yesterday. Like, when the Iron Bowl is in Jordan-Hare Stadium, I will never underestimate Auburn again. I don't care if Auburn is 0-11 if Alabama's 11-0. Like, there is something about the Iron Bowl in that stadium that, like, Auburn will play, like, the best team in the in the NCAA, 100%. Like, yeah, they do. They, they will play, Great. like... They played. They, they, they did they? Who they lose to? Like last week, New, New Mexico, Mexico State, State or something yeah, like that. Crazy. They will play, and I mean, I, I was feeling good, especially after that first drive. We looked absolutely fantastic that first drive, and I honestly thought, I honestly selfishly thought it was going to be a blowout. I really did after that first drive. How how good we looked. I literally even text Tyler and was like, "Bro," which I still believe this. I was like, "Bro, this is not the Alabama team that we started out the season with." Right, I agree. Which with that. I, I still believe that. Yeah, but like, I agree with that. Yeah, I've never went through a swing of emotions like I did in that last drive. Like I was. I want to point out, holy cow, dude! I want to put. I want to point out one more thing as far as the clock management goes. We have to remember also that if they accept that ten second runoff, the clock then starts on the ready for play. Mm -hmm. So you got to have your players really quick yeah. and ready to go, ready to go to the line. And I heard Nick Saban say after the game that they actually practiced that play. Like, they really mm -hmm. have been practicing what to Crazy. do. So, they another, that's another thing before that timeout. They really wanted to make sure everybody knew exactly what they were doing. They had yeah. an exact plan in place, and they wanted to make sure everybody knew what they were doing. So, that's one extra benefit to calling mm -hmm. the timeout as yeah. well. Plus, that running clock before the snap. That also makes it to where there's probably more than nine seconds to come off the clock, actually. But anyway, like I said, I I, I do understand incredible. where you're, I do understand where you're coming from and the decision. Like, especially in my mind at the moment, bro. Like, it, it was more to me like this. This the entire game is on this play right here. Like you've taken you've taken out the possibility of anything else. Like. 
Auburn can literally knee the ball three straight times. They do not have to run plays. Like, right. it was more yeah. in that situation. Like, I do understand, like, the coaching situation behind it. But thankfully, we don't even have to get into that conversation because did you see where Jalen screaming give me the Hosman after the game? Are you serious? Did you not see that? I didn't see Bro, that. That's apparently, ridiculous. Yeah, apparently, like, there was video of him, like, oh he was something, he was screaming something like, give me the Hosman or something like that. Like, and I, I, I was even like, bro, like, dude, you're not even in the running. Dude, you may, you may go, but dude, you're going to be like, he, he you're going to be like, he shouldn't even go. I'm pretty sure he's like fourth or fifth in the oh, Hosman. gosh, team. dude. I'm okay. pretty sure. Players that I would have over him automatically, unfortunately, Jaden Daniels at LSU. And then you got Bo Nix, Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. at uh, Washington. Those are three. I'm trying to think if there's somebody else up there right now. Did you say Bo Nix? Yeah. Bo Nix, yeah. Maybe maybe he is fourth or fifth, because I can only come up with three right now, to be honest with you. Everybody's saying Jaden Daniels is going to win it. That's ridiculous. Everybody is saying Jaden Daniels is going to win not it. Even because his stat... It, it's care. it's strict, and I don't agree with this. I do not agree with it whatsoever. Everybody's saying Jaden Daniels is number one because of his stat line. Like his stat line is literally better than Nick than Joe Burrow's was in the 2019. That's season. not true. It he, is. If you no, it he's, actually is. He's if a, you look, he's, it a, actually he's is. accumulated more stats. Yes, but his stat line is not better. They just if you go, they just run plays so fast. They do so many. I plays. don't agree with the stat. Like I don't yeah. think I. His, I do. His, I do not agree. You can't give the Hosman to yeah. somebody with it. That's a three. That's three loss. You yeah, they're you not even do. sniffing their conference championship. You game. can't do it. You, but he is, no. he is number one. That's like Jaden Daniels is number one. That's ridiculous. It. It the winner of the Pac-12 championship game should be the Heisman winner. I'm it, it, honestly, yeah. I'm completely fine with it. It should be it should be Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix. I'm a big Bo Nix fan, but in my personal opinion, Penix Jr. gets the tiebreaker because he beat. Well, that, that's Bo Nix they have a rematch. Like, this yeah, week. but that's yeah. what that, I'm just saying at this moment. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from that game. But actually, I do want to. I want to talk about the play. The last play we haven't even talked about. Oh, the we play. haven't even talked about play. Yeah. yeah. So, what is Auburn doing for one? I'm, so I love it. I love Auburn, it. Disappointed Auburn fans. Auburn, I love it. Auburn has showed the entire world. You good? What to what to not do in that situation? I don't understand. Like it. Like so, uh, it's fourth and like twenty. Yeah. And first downs on like what the four or five yard line. So they basically got to. You have to take. They basically got to go to touchdown. To. Yeah. So Auburn has a guy playing man-to-man coverage, face guarding, not even looking at the quarterback, one-on-one coverage in basically a hail mary situation. What? What are you doing? Man-to-man face guarding by yourself with no other defender in that area. I I I, do, I cannot comprehend. I'm it. sorry, dude, but I am, look. I am gonna give credit where credits due. That was a absolute perfect yeah. pass by Jalen. That's what. That's where he had to. Put he it. could not have put it any better yeah. whatsoever. I agree. He put that put that pass right where it needed to be. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. But, and, but here's the thing, though. If there's a defender literally anywhere close to that sideline looking at the quarterback. It's incomplete or an interception every time. Like literally, if the defense is doing, if there if there's anybody over there at all looking at the quarterback, which is in a hell mary situation, why are you not looking at the quarterback? I don't understand. Anyway, I just oh anyway. Well, I it, it was 
unacceptable, really. But it's the Iron Bowl. It's stuff like that happens. It's crazy. I, it's anyway. It's like I said. I will never. I will never underestimate Auburn in that stadium again. Just yeah. because crazy, literally insane things happen there. Every it seems like every single time the Iron Bowl is there, crazy things happen. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, yeah. All right. Next thing I want to talk about. And honestly, we may spend more time on this conversation than we just did about the Alabama. I want to talk about Kentucky. Right? Take it over. Take it over, man. There's a lot to talk about here. This is a Saturday night was a chaotic and dramatic night. Oh, my gosh. And I learned a lot more information about it today. uh, This is so much. Okay, first of all, let's What did you learn about it today? I, I was listening to the, the KSR Kentucky Sports oh, okay. Radio today, and he, Matt Jones, he's the one that runs Kentucky Sports Radio. He was there, like in the room with all of these guys, and with all this stuff. Oh, snap! All right, you got to tell. Okay, so, he couldn't tell all the information, but I, I, based on what he said, I pieced it together enough to have a pretty good idea of what was going on. So anyway, but let's talk about the game first. Okay. So Kentucky's unranked. They were six and five. Incredibly disappointing season. We had so much higher expectations for them this year. It was very disappointing. They're playing at Louisville, number ten Louisville. They were ten and one. If Louisville won this game going into the ACC championship get next week against Florida State, if some other teams that took some losses, LSU or Louisville could have possibly found their way into the college football playoff. So it was Kentucky's. Like it's our turn to play spoiler to Louisville. Like we like let's it's it's our it's basically our Super Bowl at, at this point. It's been such a disappointing season. Just win the game. Louisville gets a 17-7 lead. Kentucky scores a touchdown. Then Louisville comes back, scores another touchdown. Anyway, back and forth like that. Kentucky's down by 10 multiple times. Comes back, ends up winning the game at the end. Um so we spoiled Louisville season. It, Louisville fans are, as you can imagine, absolutely distraught. Like, they are just, they're playing in the ACC championship this coming week, and they don't even care anymore. They're so heartbroken. They literally don't even care that they're playing in the ACC championship now. By the way, Louisville, in like the past, since like the year 2000, Louisville's been ranked in the top 10 three different times when they played against Kentucky. All three times Kentucky was unranked, all three times Kentucky beat them. All, it, it's basically the Iron Bowl, Louisville. Pretty like, much, it's like the same kind of thing. Like, like it's just like it doesn't matter how bad Kentucky looks and how good Louisville looks. It, it is a little bit different than the Iron Bowl, though, because Kentucky's won five straight now. K- Kentucky's Louisville's daddy. All right, and that's just the way it is. All right, it doesn't matter how good you guys are and how bad we are. We're gonna beat you. Okay, that's just the way it is. Uh, and I know what it feels like because it's the same way with us in Tennessee. It doesn't matter how bad Tennessee is and how good Kentucky is. Tennessee's going to beat Kentucky. And it's, it's, it's very disheartening. I understand. Um, but anyway, so we haven't got into the drama and stuff yet. All right. So, so after the game, I didn't, I didn't hear any rumors of this at all until after the game. And all of a sudden after the game, a bunch of rumors are swirling around that Mark Stoops, is going to become the next head coach of Texas A&M. And I'm like, whoa, wait, hold on a second. I heard rumors like this a couple years ago whenever we were winning like nine, ten games. But I didn't really expect it this year when we had such a bad season. But then the rumors started becoming like louder and louder and louder. And then it became like real. Like it's no longer rumors. Like he is going to Texas A&M. The news broke. ESPN broke it, didn't they? 
I don't know if they broke it like it's a done deal, but they broke it like they said that like they they phrased it in this like th- these kind of words where they said Mark Stoops to become the next head coach of Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't say like the rumor is they said Mark Stoops is to become the next head coach of Texas A&M. Where everybody thought he yeah. was going to A&M. So anyway, <clears throat> so that that news broke well started breaking earlier but it became like a, it felt real at like eight to nine o'clock at night somewhere around that time and then somewhere very shortly after midnight the news came out that mark stoops is not going to become the next head coach of texas a&m and they're like what is what is happening so apparently during that whole time Texas A&M chat rooms and stuff, like all these, all the fans are losing their minds. They hate the hiring of Mark Stoops. They they think it's complete garbage, and it's just anyway. They're all losing their minds. So everybody just kind of assumed that Texas A&M backed out of the deal because uh, because the the fans were making a, an uproar about it, similar to what Tennessee did with Greg Schiano a few that's years what, that's back. That's what I thought. So anyway, that's what everybody thought. Anyway, so in Texas A&M, so Kentucky Sports Radio is the most listened to, the highest traffic, like, inter- a website slash radio, like, local slash statewide in the entire country. They are number one by far. Kentucky? Like, yeah, Kentucky Sports Radio. It's because the wow. entire state, the entire state oh, listens to Kentucky okay. Sports Radio. Well, that that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And the next highest, and they blow everybody else out of the water, but there's only one other radio slash website that's anywhere close to being in the same stratosphere as Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And it's something called like TexAgs, TexAgs.com. They're like, they're number two. Kentucky Sports Radio is number one. TexAgs, which is a Texas A&M website slash radio, they're number two. So these are the two biggest local radios, and they're going back and forth on which what information is correct and what information is incorrect. <laughs> anyway, so obviously the Texas A and M site they come out and say that like the fans' uproar caused the boosters to back out, and they didn't really offer the job. Anyway, so Matt Jones is explaining today. He's like, "Listen, guys. He's like, you all can listen to whatever kind of radio or whatever kind of." information you all want to read out there he's like i was literally in the room and he didn't name who was in there but he he said all the people that this involved he's like i was with all of them now he he did specifically say that mark stoops was not in the room he said he said he wasn't sure he said he heard rumors that mark stoops flew down to texas a&m but there's no flight records of anything coming out of lexington going to texas a&m mm-hmm. at that time so yeah. maybe not but maybe it's still possible i don't know but mark stoops wasn't with them but he but what he was saying, I think I have an idea of who was in the room with them. There's a few there there of all the information I'm about to give you, there's a there are a few assistant coaches and people on that staff that are incredibly important. Like massively important. One is Liam Cohen, our offensive coordinator. Massively important. Two, Brad White, our defensive coordinator. Massively important. Both of those guys are big time coordinators that can be head coaches, one hundred percent. Uh, the other one is our main recruiting guy, Vince Marrow, absolute recruiting recruiting beast. That's how we get all our guys. Is Vince Marrow, our athletic director, Mitch Barnhart. He was he was there too. I'm fully convinced. All the guys, the anything that matters in this situation at all, these people they were in some random. They were in a restaurant together. 
They were in a restaurant together there for multiple hours on phone calls and stuff. And, Mar and Matt Jones was at the booth right next to them the whole time. So, so anyway, so, and Matt Jones says it goes like this. This is the timeline. So earlier in the week, Mark Stoops gets, so this is like probably midweek sometime. Mark Stoops gets notified by Texas A&M that they are interested in him. And he says, okay. And then he finds out late week, they're like, hey, we're really serious about this. Like, we think we're probably going to hire you. And Mark Stoops says to them, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, I've got big-time rivalry game against Louisville this week, this Saturday. It's at noon. Let me get that game out of the way. Let me get this let me get this game done. Let me focus on this game. That's all I want to focus on. Then, then I'll have this conversation with you guys. So that's what he does. He's, he puts all focus on that game, 100% everything. So they they finish the game, they get the win, and immediately after the win, Texas A&M calls them and says, the job is yours. Like, the job is your job. Do you want to take it? We are going to have a board meeting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. You have to have your final decision by then. So, so he has, like, so he gets, so he gets notified at, like, 4.30 in the afternoon that he has to have a final decision by 9 a.m. the next morning. Okay? So, Dang, bro. So, and, and, and it's because of the Louisville game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, usually you would have a few days to make this mm -hmm. kind of decision, but he, t he specifically told them, I don't even want to talk about this until after the game. Mm -hmm. So, because of that, he literally had less than, he had, like, 12 hours, basically, to make yeah. a decision. So, anyway, so, Mark Stoops, those guys that I just named, Liam Cohen, Brad White, Vince Marrow, those three dudes are incredibly important to what Mark Stoops does. And I guarantee you that Mark Stoops, and Matt Jones said this, and I completely agree with him, Mark Stoops, he had already made up his mind that if I can get two of those three guys to go with me, I'm going to take this job. But if I, but if he wasn't going to be able to get two of those three guys, he wasn't going to do it. Like that, that I, I'm fully convinced in this. Those, that's how important those guys are. And here's the thing: Liam Cohen just got there for the second time. He just got married. Okay, jumping up like get having 12 hours to make a decision with you and your wife. Like, hey, we're going to move from Lexington to Kentucky to College Station, Texas, like yeah. overnight. Yeah. Uh, Brad White, I'm pretty sure he he just got married recently too. I'm pretty sure he just had a baby. You just can't that, do that. Yeah, and, you can't. And, like, come on, and, bro. And Vince Marrow, Vince Marrow, he's the incredible recruiting guy. He loves it in that area, and he has big time roots in Ohio. That's why Kentucky's yeah. recruiting is as good as it is. We're stealing people from Ohio like crazy because of Vince Marrow. That's why that's where Kentucky gets all our recruits from is Ohio. And Vince Marrow probably didn't feel comfortable. Wasn't going to feel comfortable being that far away from Ohio. Now, if all these guys had two weeks to make this kind of decision, do I think it's more likely that they probably would want to go? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. But having to make this kind of life-altering decision in, in this few hours, they were probably like, Coach, I mean, I love you, but I don't know if I can make this kind of decision this quickly. He's like, I've got so much. I can guarantee you. So you think Stoops backed out? I'm not done yet. Um, also, Liam Cohen... I don't know this for sure. Mitch, like I said, Mitch Barnhart, the athletic director, he was there too. And we got to give credit to the athletic director. They, apparently they were all over it. So like they thought Mark Stoops was leaving. So they were already in the hiring a new coach process. Like yeah. we can't, we, especially with the transfer portal the way it is now, you can't go 
a week or two without a coach. So you're going to yeah. lose all your players. Yeah. So I guarantee you Mitch Barnhart was already in the process of hiring either Brad White or Liam Cohen as the head coach. He was go- like one of them was going to get the head coaching job. And if one of them gets getting the head coaching job at Kentucky, that means one less person that's going with him to Texas A&M. So like Mark Soups was putting all this together and learning all these things and, and thinking about all this stuff and is realizing that like my main staff, my main guys, I'm not going to have them with me. So, and also Texas A&M apparently wasn't offering him big time money. He was going to make slightly more money than he was making at Kentucky, but barely. Um, so anyway, all of this information is what Mark, what Matt Jones was getting right next to all of it. So Matt Jones, he says, based on all the information that I received when I was in the room with these guys, he's like, I am fully convinced that Mark Stoops was not comfortable leaving without his main staff. And he probably was not going to have the majority of his staff with him. And that's why he ended up staying. So so what, what Matt Jones also pointed out was, he was like, look, he said the board meeting was going to happen the next morning and they were going to vote on it. Would, would all of that fan fare, all the fans going crazy, would that have been enough for them to vote against him? Maybe. He's like, maybe that fan craziness would have made a difference similar to what Tennessee did a few years back. He's like, it might have, maybe it would have, maybe it would not have. But Mark Stoops didn't even let it get to that position. Mark Stoops backed himself out before they even voted on it. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's saying. Texas A&M, they're saying their like website that I was talking about earlier. They're saying the complete opposite. So it's literally the the two biggest local radio stations in the entire country. One saying one thing, one saying the other thing, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So and, like Matt Jones is like, look, he's like people keep coming at me and it's like you're just trying to defend your all self to make it look like you like where it doesn't look like uh it, where Mark Stoops doesn't look as bad because he got turned down by fans. And he's like, well, he's like, okay, so if you were gonna say that. He's like, why don't you also say Texas A&M is putting out this narrative because they don't want to look like they got turned down from a head coaching offer to yeah. from the Kentucky head football coach. He's yeah. like, that makes them look bad. He's like, so of course they're going to put out their narrative too. So it's it's a very interesting situation. It's it's fascinating. Um, I'm happy we have Mark Stoops still. I love Mark Stoops. That was an absolute insane roller coaster ride. <laughs> I think in the long run. I think this entire fiasco is actually good for Kentucky football because it showed the entire country. It showed the entire country that Texas A&M, the biggest money in the entire country, biggest NIL, most biggest boosters in the entire country, they wanted our coach. They wanted our guy. So that that shows the the entire country saw that. It's like, whoa, this guy, like, the biggest money, the biggest boosters, like the biggest NIL in the entire country, they want Mark Stoops? That's, that gave us a bunch of attention. So thank you, Texas A&M. Also, fans, if you're the one, if you are the reason you you didn't get Mark Stoops, you messed up. All right? I'm sorry. Like you did. You screwed you screwed yourself over. By the way, you're, you're upset at Texas A&M for trying to hire a football coach at a basketball school in the SEC. But you went and hired a football coach at a basketball school in the ACC. I mean, you went from hiring the Kentucky head football coach to hiring the Duke head football coach. I don't think that was a step up, guys. I really, I mean, I, I don't think so. Man, they filled that position. Wait. Yeah, they needed to. Wait. So anyway, long story short, 
Texas A&M, to be fair, I don't think there was really very many names out there that would have been worth going to get. So, but uh, this guy, and also the guy that didn't end up, I, I do need to add this in there. The guy that ended up hiring, he was a, he was a coordinator on Texas A&M two years ago. So he was there two years ago. So a lot of that staff already knows him. So they're going to be able to keep a lot of that staff and a lot of those players. So that that does make sense. Okay. So I, I do need to put add that information in there because that actually is a big deal. Um, but anyway, it was chaotic. It was it was fantastic. It was very interesting. And I, I had it, it was an emotional roller coaster for me too. I was all over the place. It was crazy. So anyway, thank you, Mark Stoops. We love you. We want to keep you as long. As you coach football, please don't go anywhere. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. That's it. There, there's a lot of other information, but most people just—it's probably just too much. So we'll just we'll move on. But it's just just know it was chaos, chaotic, wild stuff. Has Ben said a word on this podcast yet? No, I don't think I said. Uh, I said I don't think so. Whenever he said, "Can we waste?" 30 seconds off the clock or something like that. I was like, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. That, that, did I say, did, did so say I that. have talked. Okay. But. All right. Next up, what do they call this rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State? Do they call it the game? Is that what they call it? It probably is. If they call it the game, that's so obnoxious. But anyway, Michigan wins the game 30-24. to 24. You just called it the game. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, Michigan wins 30-24. to I didn't get to watch the game. I was working. Uh, so, Tanner, walk us through the way this game looked because I have no idea. Was yeah, it competitive so, the whole time? Yeah, it, it was competitive. It came down – so it came down to the last drop. came down to an interception. Um, personally, and this is just me, I really think this game just comes down to Kyle McCord, Ohio State's, Ohio State's quarterback. Okay. He just didn't play good. He just didn't look good. Hmm. Um. Marvin Harrison Jr. had probably one of the best catches I've seen, like, this year. It was so fantastic. But, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. balled out. I was, I was working, and, um, I literally, there was a Michigan fan that was sitting at the bar, and I literally told him, this, this game has to be a game. I'm pretty sure I may have even told you guys that this game has to be a game that you've got to have your stars take over. Marvin Harrison Jr. has to get, has to get, Eight for one fifty, ten for one fifty. Like this is a game that your stars have to take over. And when push comes to sh- when push comes to shove, Michigan stars took over. Um, I don't think their quarterback played as good as everybody's saying he did. Right. I can't think of what his name is off the top of my head. I don't think he's um, that good. I I don't personally think he's very good either. Yeah, but that's just me. I just think there's other quarterbacks I've seen that look a lot more impressive to me right. personally. Um, but I feel like this game comes down to Kyle personally. Um, I just think when he needed to step up and make plays. I mean, the interception at the end of the game. I mean, I just when he. When he needed to step up and make plays, he just didn't. And Michigan did. That's honestly that's honestly what it comes down to. So it was a close game, uh, came down to the end, and you know, Michigan, Michigan's defense got it done. So I'm surprised that when I saw the score, I was surprised to see Michigan scored thirty po- thirty points. I, yeah. I really mm-hmm. didn't think that that was gonna be the case. By the way, we got the Monday night football game going on in the background. 
And both teams are just turning the ball over every possession. I mean, there's hardly been any punts because it's just turnover, 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 turnover. It's crazy. This is – I feel like I'm watching the two worst teams in football play right now. And (laughs) – but – it's not the worst primetime game I've ever seen because it's just so entertaining. Both <laughs> teams are so bad that you have no clue what's going to happen. There's been so many fumbles and interceptions and tipped interceptions, bobbled interceptions. Joseph Fields also has a pass completion per yards attempt of like .2. So yeah, it's wild. He's fumbled twice. That's just That one's not even a strip. That was just really bad ball security by Justin Fields. Anyway, okay, back to college football. Uh one of the teams that's probably going to make it into the college football playoff now, Florida State ends up beating Florida 24-15. to I don't remember how Florida State scored the extra points at the very end. It might have been a pick six or something. But this Florida was winning this game the entire time, and Florida should have won the game. But Florida did typical Florida things at the end of this game. They just, they just blew it. I, I mean, Florida State's just not good. They're just not. That's not a good football team. Florida is not even going to a bowl game, and they had control of this game the whole time and just played incredibly stupid at the end. I I just – I really think Louisville's going to beat Florida State in the ACC championship this week. I, I really do, and I hope they do because Florida State does not deserve to go to the college football playoff. By the Florida, way – Florida needed to win that game. Like, Florida, Florida should have won that game. Yeah, they should have. They should have won 100%. 100%. By the way, the ACC just sucks. The ACC is bad at football. And Kentucky, what they did to Louisville this week proves that because Louisville's been pretty much running the table in the ACC. They've just been running over everybody they play. And they thought they were good. And then they went and played against a struggling Kentucky team that just lost to South Carolina last week. And Kentucky wins. ACC, not good. Anyway, moving on. Uh... Don't think there's any other important college football games. Oh, Washington squeezed by Washington State. Just barely squeezed it out. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. did not play great. Washington State is another 5-7 and seven team. That, they're the same record as Florida, and they had control of this game most of the game too. So uh, just a lot of weird, interesting things going on this week. And this coming week, who knows what's going to happen now as far as the college football playoff goes. I mean, there's there's a lot of different possibilities, a lot of different possible outcomes at this point. Um, what was the scenario we talked about, about Alabama getting in if possible? So, like, okay, so let's say so we, the winner of Oregon-Washington is in. There, that's a guaranteed fact. So whoever wins that one is in. So there's one spot gone. If Michigan wins the Big Ten Championship, that's another spot gone. That's two spots gone. If Florida State wins the ACC championship, that's another spot gone. That's three gone. I personally don't think they're going to, but let's just say they do. That's three spots gone. If Texas, if let's say Georgia loses to Alabama in this situation, okay. But let's say Texas beats whoever they're playing in the the Big 12 championship. That makes Texas and Alabama each one loss conference champions. Texas and okay. Texas beat Alabama head to head. That's going to put Texas in, and it's going to leave the, the last ever four team college football playoff without an SEC team. Like, I, I, I actually could see that happening. I mean, that's crazy. And I remember you you were talking yesterday that you don't think the the committee would want to leave out Georgia. But I don't. I agree with you. They're not going to want to. But in that exact situation, 
I don't know how you have a choice. You're not leaving any of those other teams out. They all have to go in. All all four of those would have to go in. I just with how with how the media acts with Georgia, it legitimately, bro, would not surprise me if by somehow Georgia was to slide into the four spot. Even if Alabama dude, even if Alabama beat Georgia. I'm not even playing. Like so who, just who with how of all like, those other four teams, who are they skipping over though? Texas. No. I mean, I don't know how the only team that the only team possible, which they would riot if this even happened, would be Florida State. Yeah, but I mean, it would be Florida State. But I'd I mean, be cool with that. I, I would be cool with it, but yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because they're undefeated. Do I see Florida State beating Louisville? No, I don't. But I mean, I just it's like college football. This is college football is just obsessed with Georgia. Like this has to be what people felt with Alabama when they were winning. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like this has to be what everybody was feeling. Oh yeah. Like I'm so sick and tired of Georgia, bro. I'm so like I mean, I'm ha- okay. I'll take that back. I'm happy for Kirby. I'm happy for Kirby. I can't stand Georgia. Yeah. Whatsoever. I don't blame you. It's because of their fans, bro. They have. I, I think Georgia. Oh, cool. be, be very Man. careful with what you're about to say, bro. That's I, tough. I, I think you were about to say something that you would regret. That's tough. Um, don't 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 go there. So I have I have actually heard from legitimately though from that team. I have actually had one of them tell me that they've been to every single SEC stadium in the country. That Georgia fans were by far the worst out of all of them. Okay, I'm assuming you're hearing this from a Tennessee fan. Yes, I am. So the Tennessee fan isn't going to say the Tennessee fans are the worst. Well, that that's true also. Tennessee, he's like, I, he's I, like, legitimately, they treated me better in Tuscaloosa versus Georgia. He's like, literally, every single time Georgia scored, they were barking in my face like... Have you Tennessee? Like the one dude, he was like one. He's got a ponytail, and he was like one dude. Literally, was like, I'm gonna pull your ponytail, and he's like, I'll literally look at him and it's like, you will be going to the dentist if you touch my hair. Like so, it. So uh, I I could possibly believe that Georgia fans are the second worst in the SEC, but there's no Tennessee fans are the worst. They are the worst. One hundred. I, I I can't deny that because of what I do, and I'm around them every <laughs> single Saturday, bro. like every single Saturday. Like, no. and, and it's just because, like, I I don't know. I probably shouldn't touch on this because I probably shouldn't say anything else. Tennessee fans are the worst, bro. It's just a fact. It is. It's their new. It's their year next year, bro. It's their year <laughs> next year. This is just a perfect. This season is a perfect example of why we need this twelve-team playoff that's coming next year. Mm-hmm. Like we, th- this season would have been a perfect season for it. Like this would have been perfect. Uh, but anyway, we don't have it. I, before we get off of college football, I do want to have like a little bonus game in here. This happened on Friday. Number seventeen, Iowa at unranked Nebraska. <laughs> this game set the record. For those lowest over-under, as far as like betting sports books, the lowest over-under in the history of college football, ever. The over-under was set at 25 and a half. 20 college football? 20, that is insane. 20, the over-under total points was 25 oh and a half. Gosh. And guess what? Under? The under hit. 
The That's final cool. the final score was thirteen to ten. Twenty no, oh. three total points. Oh I thought it was fourteen to ten. I even gave him an extra point. The the lowest over under uh, in the history of college. And football it's still under and the under hit. That is insane, dude. Oh my gosh. Those so those two teams. Iowa has only lost two games all year, by the way. That's who Michigan's gonna play against. This team that set the lowest over under uh, over under ever. That's the team Michigan's playing against in the conference championship. It's crazy. The the Big Ten, ever since they've done the division system forever ago, that has been the most uneven divisions in like ever. like it's not even close. It's so bad. It's so so bad. I don't know if y'all care about this, but I want to ask just in the case y'all do. Does Ryan Day keeper lose his job? I don't think he would get fired, but I could see him leaving if another like if Texas A and M offered him. I could have seen him taking Texas A and M. I could see that. I could see him leaving to avoid the pressure, but I don't think he gets fired after this season. I I I think he has a little more leeway than that. Yeah, but because it's not like he's losing other games. For those of you all who don't know, Ryan Day is Ohio State's coach. Correct. And this is the third straight year they've lost to Michigan. So. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fascinating. Wednesday we'll talk some more uh about the possible situations and possible outcomes for the college football playoff after this weekend. It it'll be some interesting conversations for sure. It'll be fascinating. Uh who are let, let's go through this team by teams that mathematically have a shot of somehow getting in there. Okay, so let's do let's go west to east. So Pac twelve You've got Washington or Oregon. What those those two? They could, if they win, they're in. So you got those two teams. All right, let's go Big Twelve. Big Twelve, the only team that's got a chance is Texas. Nobody else has a chance. It's just Texas. So if they win, they're going to get it. The Big Ten, I guess uh, Michigan obviously has a chance, and I guess mathematically Ohio State may have some kind of bizarre chance if like a bunch of teams literally rank that now. Do you, do you have know? the rankings pulled up, Ben? This is the rankings from before this week's games. Oh, so. oh yeah, I don't know. Well, the, the rankings come out tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but I could – let's see here. Oregon uh, – Georgia will be ahead of them. Washington will be ahead of them. Michigan will be ahead of them. That's three. Um, Florida State will be ahead of them. That's four. They'll probably be in like the eight to ten range. I think they may be no, five or six. No, they're going to be five. They're not because because Oregon has one loss, Texas has one loss, and Alabama has one loss. I think or Ohio State's going to be like five or six. But here's the thing: they they don't have the opportunity of playing a conference championship game, yeah. so they would need they would need Texas to lose and Florida State to lose. One hundred. They need both of those teams to lose. If both of those teams lose. And Georgia wins. They need. I was about to say they need they, Alabama to lose. Too. Yeah, they need Georgia to win, and Texas and Florida State to lose, and Ohio State could possibly get in. So, I just, I, I want your situation. I really do. I want your situation of if Alabama wins, they're in. I just don't see even by beating Georgia. I don't see how they jump from eight to four. Like I, I just don't, man. With well, how, with how people talk about Georgia, I just we'll, don't see. We'll how talk it's more possible. about that on Wednesday. I'm. I just want to figure out all the teams that mathematically have a chance. So let's include Ohio State in this because I think mathematically they do have a chance. Honestly, Michigan, Ohio State from the Big Ten. The SEC, you've got Alabama and Georgia. That's it. And the ACC, you just have Florida State. So how many teams is that? Pac-12 was Oregon, Washington, two. Texas, three. Michigan, Ohio State's five. Did you say Florida State? Not yet. 
Alabama, Georgia is seven, and then Florida State's eight. So there's eight possible teams from four spots right now. Yeah. So it'll be – We need chaos. It'll be – In the conference championship week. I think it's going to be chaos regardless. Mm-hmm. I, 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 well, if Georgia wins, I could see it being kind of anticlimactic, I guess. But like, let's put it this way. Let's say Georgia wins. The winner of the Pac-12, that's two. Michigan is three. So let's say those three happen. And Florida State would be in two. Florida State, yeah, that, that would leave Texas out even if Texas wins their conference championship, which is unfortunate. Gosh, I hope that doesn't happen. I think Gosh. the winner... Florida State just needs to lose. Florida State doesn't deserve to be in there. I, I think know. the winner of the Georgia-Alabama game has to be in there. I, I just, I, I want, like... There, I there's want, a possible bro. situation where that's just not going to happen. I Did want, you hear the one I mentioned earlier, Ben? Yeah, I heard. But I, I just don't see how you leave an undefeated Georgia team out if they only lose to Alabama, and Alabama's only losses to an also top 10 team. Like, if, I, if that, if for I, that I agree not, with your reasoning, but who are you bumping out in that situation? I'm bumping out Texas because, yes, Texas beat Alabama, but that was when they had Quinn and Ewers. But they're going to get the top. Quinn Ewers is coming back. Before the before the playoff gets here, he will be back. And here's you cannot put Alabama in over Texas in that situation. That that had to happen. Even back. with them I, beating this Georgia team, twenty eight straight wins, like uh, hold on. they're the Goliath of college football right now. Yeah, to hear yeah. everybody talk about it, if, would st- even if Alabama beat them, do I think it's going to happen? No, but yeah. Texas doesn't have a win over a number one team. They they beat Alabama. Do they have a, a win over, over a top ten? Well, besides yeah, Alabama. But I'm saying, George, like, if Alabama beats Georgia, that is the number one team in the nation. That, that hasn't that, lost. That is the biggest win. Yeah, I, I, I'm so, not disagreeing with any of that. I'm saying the credit of the win, yes, it was a head-to-head, so Texas beat Alabama. But the bigger win would go to Alabama in that situation. Uh, Alabama has a big win. I understand you're saying bigger win. But it's not like that's not that's the only big one that Texas has, and and that I'm I, I understand what you're saying, and and I I'm not saying it's logically incorrect. I think it's probably logically correct. But I'm just saying from the committee, they are they are they not can't. they are not putting Alabama in over over Texas. That's just not going to happen. It won't happen. Like I, I it. I could see that also if Texas just beat the look, brakes off of Alabama. It, it wasn't like it wasn't a close game. Right, it was. Like, it, look, and also we're talking like, like, like we're almost talking as if Alabama already beat Georgia. That's a that's not likely, guys. Like, I mean, Georgia is really good. I I'm sorry. I I think. I mean, I don't I, think it's it likely. Like I I would say well, and the thing. Okay, I would say this too, like. I I totally understand what you're saying. Another reason that I say if Alabama wins this game, they have to be put in. This is technically a home game for Georgia. Like, if we're being realistic here. yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I I just, I don't know. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Let's put this conversation on pause because the Monday Night Football game is another team is running a field goal kicking unit out without calling a timeout. For a 30-yard field goal. Well, if you can't hit this, you need to be a kicker. Yeah. Neither team has a timeout, but they're not going to be able to run the clock completely out. All right. Drilled. Easy peasy. Ten seconds to go. Vikings are down by two. It's going to take a miracle what do you, at this what point. Do you, do you just do a regular kickoff here? Kick it all the way down the field? 
Yeah, I, I think... I mean, you can't really risk a squib or onside in case they get in field goal range down two. Yeah, I'm not doing a squib. I'm kicking this out the back of the end zone. Plus, on the kickoff, the kick return team, they can have all athletes out there, and yeah. they can do the lateral thing. If you if you force them onto offense, they have to have five fat guys out there. Like you force them to have five fat guys, they can't run. Fat shaman over here. So, I mean, unless you just put Zeke at center, bro. Well, you you have. Well, the center is a little bit different, but the other the other four they have to be offensive linemen. So the center can be whoever you like. Is that an well, actual rule? I think that rule uh, may be a little off of the NFL rule, but I'm pretty sure the official, even in the NFL. On fourth down, the center can be anybody. But any okay, in, long in any other any other down, it mm-hmm. has to be fifty through seventy nine offensive linemen. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, I, I'm anticipating this kicked out of the back of the end zone. It'll be interesting to see what the Vikings have up their sleeve. I'm a, I'm anticipating some sort of hook and ladder wow. play. Try to get to the fifty. Uh, he's returning. I think it's smart to return this, by the way. I think it's the right play. The, oh, I wanted them to break the one The Bears' so bad, last bro. win was in 1993 without a touchdown. Oh, my gosh. By the way, if the Bears win this game, which it looks like they're going to, obviously, the Vikings and the Seahawks are each going to be 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Or, actually, the, the Seahawks are... Um, Six and five? Yeah, the Seahawks are six and five. The Vikings will be six and six. The Packers are five and six. We're going to be one game, and the Seahawks and Vikings own the fifth seed and the sixth seed, or the sixth seed and the seventh seed. So the Packers will be one game down from both teams. Anyway, the ball's just snapped. Uh, They're just going. Nobody to block. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Dobbs can't throw it that far. And KJ Osborne just got tackled in the middle of the field. (laughs) Uh, they didn't call him down. Oh, well, it's the it's throw the, it, Dobbs. It's the right thing to do to not call throw him. it, Dobbs. That's definitely that's forward pass. But I just like <laughs> teams are so bad at this, bro. It, like I understand it's unlikely and difficult, but I hope they get it. <laughs> like you've got to throw nope, it. That's ball. Like lateraling. You just make sure you throw the ball backwards. If the other team ends up getting the ball, oh well, you know, it sucks. But you can't throw it forward and you can't get tackled. And I'm pretty sure they did both in that play. Anyway. Hey, that's that's actually better for the Packers yes, also. It's great for the clean. Packers. So the Packers are one game behind both the Vikings and the Seahawks. So they just need one of those two teams to drop down now. They've got they have got they've got an option. The the Packers could end up with not just the seventh seed, they can end up with the sixth seed. So anyway, hey, things are things are looking possible right now, bro. I really feel like both teams should have got a loss this game. Honestly, I mean, yeah, they both played that bad. was bad. This was just win-win for the Packers in general. The Vikings dropped down, giving the Packers a better chance, and the Bears are hurt to their draft position for that other pick they've got. And the Lions now officially have the only winning record in the division, which I call. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case at the end of the season. I don't think so either. But yeah. Have you looked at that Packers schedule, bro? I mean, that Packers schedule. They play the Chiefs this week, but then after that, there's nobody. There's nobody after that. So it's going to be very interesting. I really want to hear what Justin Fields has to say about this game. I don't. Yeah, I don't really care. I, I really <laughs> want to see. It was it was a bad performance. Has For, he had a good performance? 
That dude didn't even average a yard per attempt, like yard per caught pass. Anyway, all right. So we we're gonna have to. That's such a crazy stat. We're gonna have to tear through the NFL schedule, okay? Like what happened this past week. We're gonna have to make all these games quick, okay? Like just if you if you got something really important to say, say it. Other otherwise, we'll just move. I have something real important to say. Our six leg parlay this week. Me and Tanner hit both of our bets. Brandon. Brandon hit zero of his bets. So we lost this week because Brandon sucks both at Both of betting. my bets should have hit. Should have hit, bro. They didn't, no. <laughs> they did And both of ours hit. That's and crazy. Tanner, and Tanner shouldn't have hit. The the Eagles should not have won that hey, game last they week. They did, it. though. They, they still not. won it, bro. They still won it. A dub bro. is a dub. All right. So here we go. Through through the games, uh, we're gonna, we'll, that, we'll, start, we'll start with the Thanksgiving games. Packers beat the Lions 29-22. I called it. Hey, that that's that was the that's what I had hoped for this season. The way the Packers team looked that in that game, that's what I wanted to see, man. Here's the thing: I don't put too much credit in that win. It was just the Lions playing on Thanks. They they suck on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I don't know why. And the Packers play pretty good if they play on Thanksgiving. So, but, um, I hope I hope the Packers play good the rest of the season. Yeah, dude. Look, the offense. Because of the emergence of Jaden Reed, it has opened up the offense so much. Because literally what the Lions did in this game, they had to start focusing on Jaden Reed so much that Christian Watson actually showed up and was playing football. I mean... That's about to say y'all had a Christian Watson side. Yeah, if you got Christian Watson and Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs, and you have people like Malik Heath or Dontavion Wicks stepping up and making big plays too, I mean, the offense is pretty much unguardable as long as Jordan Love is competent at that point. Like, I mean... And we didn't we didn't have Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon looks awful, but our offense still looked awesome. So... Anyway, I, I'm excited. It's a fun game. We don't got time to spend too much time on it, but way to go, Packers. We're in the playoff hunt. We are there. We're in the race right now. And the rest of the schedule is incredibly weak. We can do this. We can get in the playoffs. We and, don't need to talk about the next game. And the playoffs, if you're playing against the Eagles or the 49ers in the first round, that's unfortunate. You're probably going to lose. But if you can play against anybody else, you can beat them. Just try to avoid the Eagles and 49ers if possible. I mean, one of those teams are getting a bye, though. So yeah. you just have to avoid the seven seed. Yeah, you got to avoid the seven seed, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, next up, uh, Commanders, Cowboys. Cowboys win 45-10. Does anybody want to say anything about this? I'm so sick and tired, yes, bro. We get it. Of the play calling. Like, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. It should not have been as high scoring as it was. That's if true. You- Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's just move on. Yeah, the, just the Cowboys are stat padding still. They're gonna. They're every time they play against a bad team, they're going to stat pad. Dak Prescott is apparently the goat of quarterbacks and in the MVP conversation. I, apparently, I actually do want to throw this out really quick. Over Thanksgiving, I bit my tongue. We have some people in our family that are huge Cowboy fans, and one of them was talking to another one saying that. They actually believe that this is their year and that the Cowboys have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Stop, bro. I wanted to say so badly that the Cowboys don't have a chance. They haven't even beat a team with a winning record yet. But I bit my tongue because it was Thanksgiving, and I did not want to have that conversation over Thanksgiving. Add on that. Do you know what the Cowboys' win percentage is of teams that they beat this year? It's probably like 400. 
No, they're they're win- the percentage 40%. the percentage of wins of the other team. So yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Twenty six percent. Wow, twenty six. Twenty six percent. Oh my that's god, so, that is the win percentage of the teams that they've beat this year. That's actually twenty six percent. I knew it was low, but that low is actually insane. Twenty six percent. That's wild. And people are acting like they're on the way to the Super Bowl. And they, they lost to the Cardinals. Yeah, they got and and here's the thing: their losses that they've had. They have looked so bad, and they've been against winning teams. Yeah. Okay, I, against I, the Eagles. I the do, Eagles is I, different. Yeah, I do want to give a little credit. They looked good in the Eagles game. I, I, I've got to give them credit there. They didn't look – I thought they were going to look atrocious. They didn't look atrocious. But they still lost. But against the 49ers, teams. they looked yeah, bad. That was bro. right. I actually would also like to say – this is with that corner having like an insane amount of pick oh six. Like he can't continue to do that, bro. <laughs> that impossible. is actually insane. Yeah, he's feasting on something. Bland. Court. What's his name? Bland. Um, his first name. I think I think his last name's Bland. Yes, I, his Durant, last name's Durant. 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 That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. congrats to you, man, setting an NFL record literally eleven weeks into the season. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Stupid, bro. Yeah, it, that is that's absolutely insane. Ridiculous. All uh, right, uh, 49ers, yeah, Seahawks 49ers win 31-13. to I don't think there's much to say about this other than the 49ers are just way better than the Seahawks. So, yeah. Uh, there's another one of those teams that the Packers need to lose games, and the Seahawks' schedule the rest of the season is brutal. And they, they have to play the 49ers again in two weeks. So, rough draw for the Seahawks, but I hope you keep losing. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. Saints at Falcons. Falcons win 24-15. Let's go. Um, Derek Carr didn't look good again. He threw an awful pick six in this game. Are y'all ready to, to give Jesse up Boots? on Derek yeah. Carr? Yeah, like I've been saying. You're, you're right about him. I He's just – he's not it, bro. He's, you, he's you, not hey. it. I have liter- You were literally saying the addition of De- go back and listen to the podcast. You I, were saying right. the addition of Derek Carr to the Saints would get them the number one seed, I'm, and I was saying the entire time he is so overrated. I'm bro. not arguing against that, but this is also coming from the guy that had Jordan Addison ranked the worst in the or not Jordan Addison. Wow, coming from the guy that had uh, Joshua Dobbs ranked the lowest in our quarterback power rank. He did throw four interceptions today. Okay, how many of those were actually his <laughs> yeah, fault? There was a bunch, one. bunch yeah, of, okay, one of them. Was his but and I, I said I was wrong for that. I literally said I was. But you also okay. You also have to look at the time we done that as well. He was still with the Cardinals at that point. Yes, he was should he up. have been? Should he have been that low? No, he shouldn't have. Okay, Desmond Ritter. He is a much better quarterback than Desmond Ritter is. Okay, but. I have been on this Derek Carr thing from the beginning, and I told you all at the beginning of the season when you said the Saints are winning the NFC. I told you guys no because wait, of Derek Carr. That when I that was him. That oh no, I had that as a bold prediction and as a bet. I wasn't actually like predicting. I wasn't like that's not what I was saying was okay. the most likely. But thing to still, happen. the reason but you was did was because prediction. of Derek. Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr was my reasoning for that. Correct. Yes. And I I was wrong about him, dude. I I really thought that it was going to be a lot better. And and here's the thing: it's almost like I, I still know don't what. know if Derek Carr has necessarily looked awful, but there is just no chemistry with those receivers yeah. at all. They do not connect at all. There's just nothing there. Something needs to be said for Derek Carr's uh, effect on his receivers, yeah. also. That uh, dude. Uh, it, it, this com- well, it, and this comes to and like I literally made this point 
I literally made this point talking about Zach Wilson the other day, which I'm not getting into a Zach Wilson conversation. God. But I'm saying, I'm kind of using this in the same way, but it's a little different. At, at some point in time, at some point in time, you have to get down to the root of the issue. Like, you can't keep blaming, like, it's Derek Carr. Like, I'm sorry, he's just not as good of a quarterback as people says he is. And, like, look, he may be an incredible guy. Like, literally everything that I've, like, seen from him, like, off the field and everything like that, dude, like, nothing but mad love and respect for that guy. He just hasn't, like, I'm just not impressed with what I've seen. Like, he has not shown me something to, like, jump off my feet and, like, consistently be like, this is the guy. Like, tell me I'm wrong. No. But, like... I'm not arguing that. But, to another point, I know we need to, like, we're trying to speed up a little bit. We completely skipped over the first ever Friday night, uh, Black Friday game. Oh, uh, that was atrocious. Speaking of which, <laughs> Zach Wilson did not play. The Jets offense looked atrocious. Tim Boyle, is that the dude's name? Yeah, I think so. That, that dude is... Awful. He wasn't even a good college quarterback. And then he looked... I think... I don't say this often. I really think that I could have looked just as like just as good as he did. He looked bad. I mean, that, that was bad. And then he's still starting next week. He's not getting flamed from any of the media. They're like, oh, the team's not very good. The offensive line didn't give him a lot of time. Like... I didn't hear any of that when Zach Wilson was playing. Because I think that that is universal. Everybody that I've listened to has talked about how bad this team is, but how good the defense is. Talked about how bad the offense is. They've talked but about the Zach Wilson. They've talked about how bad the offense is because of Zach Wilson. They were like, if you have a good quarterback in there, the offense would be awesome. Do we want to get into this conversation or do we want to no, move because on? No, because I'll to, get into this conversation. We need to move on. But okay. Zach Wilson Deserves to be an NFL starting quarterback. He does. Okay. Continue. All right. Move on. Next up. <laughs> Steelers and Bengals. Ste- Steelers win 16-10. to 10. Oh, God. Hey, we do need to talk about the fact Matt Canada gets fired. Steelers have first 400-yard offense game in 53 games. Okay, I, I do want to talk about that a little bit. I think the goal of the Steelers' offense in this game was to hit that 400-yard mark. I don't care. <laughs> I actually agree with they, that. You they, don't think that's a plan every week? They they still only – I think they prioritized I I They prioritized yards over points. They okay. only scored 16 that's points. That's what I was going to say. You have 400 yards but only put up 16 that's, that's points? That's bad. Hold like, on. What? I, need to I don't think I've ever heard of that before, actually. Yeah. T.J. Watt in the post-game interview was just singing crazy. He was like, oh, my gosh. He was like, dude, our defense played even better than we normally do, and it was 100% because of the offense time of possession. The Steelers dominated I time of possession, yeah, which helped their defense out so much, and they have not had that all year. All year it has been three yeah. and out, three and out, three Look, and out, three that's and out. That's just common sense, though, man. I know. just common sense. Like, if you dominate time of possession, that gives your defense. That's what I'm like, saying. In order to dominate time of possession, you have to continually get first downs, first downs, first yeah. downs, first downs. Look, I, I agree the offense looked a little more smooth here. Kenny Pickett's still trash. But I don't. 
people are acting like that the offense was just way, way better in this game, and it just wasn't. Like, it's just not – it didn't look way better. Like, it, it had a little more smoothness. They had better time of possession. But the offense – I mean, you scored 16 points. Okay. 400 yards. I'm like, that's not good. They're – no one is saying that the Steelers' offense is studly. They're just saying they weren't the worst in the league. And under Matt Canada, they had the worst offense in the league. Now, they might be like 28 or 29. I don't know about that, actually. The, I'm, the, I mean, I don't know. They're better than the Jets' offense the, right now. I don't know if I would consider I don't even know if I would have considered them the worst offense. The Patriots the is the worst offense. Dude, yeah, 100%. Under That's Matt Canada, yes. Under Matt Canada, they were rated the worst offense. They literally had the worst I, offense. I, I still think the Patriots Bro. offense could give them a run for their money. No, I, 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 like I'm not saying. Okay, another I, I'm thing not is, saying they are, but I'm saying the Patriots like they're neck and neck, 100. percent Name name two players on the Patriots offense that's not their quarterbacks. Name two players. I mean, to be honest, I can't. Exactly, literally, I can't. And like the Steelers, uh, no, have- no, 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 I, I can. I, I think I can actually. Hate no, Hayden Hurst isn't with the Patriots. I can see. Like here's the um, thing though: the Steelers have Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Deontay Johnson. Oh, I George definitely Pickens. can. Ezekiel Hayden Hurst, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, okay. Is Hayden Hurst? on I mean, the Patriots? I'm pretty sure Hayden Hurst is on the Patriots. No, Hayden Hurst. Did, no, Hayden Hurst is on. Uh, he's on the Bengals, isn't he? No, you're thinking of Hunter Henry. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay, I got my H's mixed up. Ramondre yes. Stevenson. I got my H's mixed up. Anyway, when anyways, you think about it, though, that's actually easier to yeah, think The either. Steelers have but. way more playmakers on their offense than the Patriots do. Yeah, that's fair. And they just weren't being used. Yep. So, I, I also do think they have a way worse offensive line than the Patriots. Yeah, that's also fair. Yeah. I was going to say Cole Strange. Cole Strange was the fact that you all didn't say Cole Strange. <laughs> he's not. A, he's not. A, he's not a position. He's an offensive player, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Jaguars at Texans. Jaguars win twenty-four to twenty-one. Uh, this was an entertaining game. It was fun. Exactly what we all expected. Really, CJ Stroud tried to do it to him. CJ Stroud looked good. The kicker missed. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we don't like. We can't trash the kicker. Yeah. I mean, that was a really long field goal, and it hit the crossbar. Hey. I would like to point out, as soon as I saw the field goal unit coming out on the field, I was like, he doesn't have the leg. They should just go for it. And then he I'm does- pretty sure Brandon said, he's in the NFL. He has the leg. I still think he has the leg. Doink. He just, he took, just, put enough on he just took a little too much off. I mean, it was dead center. I wasn't worried about accuracy, but it yeah. doinked right off that front crossbar. Honest, honestly, yeah. here my take on NFL kickers. I'm saying this as if you're in a dome setting. They so don't like, need to be in fantasy for one, so, but that's yeah, another conversation. They, they suck for fantasy. But let's say you're an NFL kicker. Let's just say you're in a dome situation. So there's no wind. There's no weather involved. Okay? If you Now, accuracy is a little different. You may miss it left. You may miss it right. But if you don't have the leg to kick a 60-yard field goal, you have no business being in the NFL. I agree. Yeah. You, you've got to you've got to be able to possibly hit 60 yards. You may miss it a little off to the left, a little off to the right. But you, you gotta have the you have to have that leg to be able to get it there, one hundred percent. Yep. So, and I do think there probably are a couple of kickers in the NFL right now that would not be able to get it sixty yards, but they're like the really old guys that have been doing this for a very long time. 
Duke kicked a 53-yarder in the Titans game, and it had some distance, which 53 is not 60, obviously. Yeah. But, dude, he couldn't get that from at I'm least not probably saying, 57. I'm 50, not saying yeah. all the old guys can't, but I'm saying yeah. some of the old guys that specialize yeah, Nick, in accuracy. I mean, Nick, Nick has some heat on that, bro. Yeah. But I will say, going back to the Texans game, you're probably going to disagree with me with this. I'm even more confident in C.J. Stroud going forward after this week than I was before this week. I don't think like, that's crazy. I, I am just... It, literally everything that I see from this guy, I love him. And this is coming from somebody who hated him coming out of college. Like, I did not like C.J. Stroud. Well, I didn't hate him. But, like, I did not think he was going to be a good NFL quarterback. I was wrong, dude. That dude is a beast. He looks fantastic. Yeah. I, I think it would be really fun if he does end up being, like, really legit going forward several years. Mm. And Will Levis ends up being really legit, too. And Trevor Lawrence gets even better. Dude, even the conversation that you had yesterday, that division is stacked with quarterbacks if everybody keeps them. Well, I mean, other than Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Richardson. But, I mean, hey, I, that would I, I would like some credit for that. I was the one that said the Colts are screwed, bro. Yes, they have to good. deal with Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and uh, like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and they have Anthony Richardson. That's yeah. uh, it's not great. Not good at all. They're going to be drafting another quarterback. Speaking of the Colts, Buccaneers at Colts. Colts win 27-20. to well, The Colts are in the playoffs right now. <laughs> They're in the playoffs. How right does that now. make you feel, Tate? That is crazy. The Colts, by the way, make this clear. The Colts are not making the playoffs, okay? Let's, no. let's go ahead and put the baseline down on that right now. They're not making it. I hate the Colts. How does that make you feel, Tanner? I hate the Colts. Here's the thing. I think this is actually awesome for the Titans because the Colts are going to end up missing the playoffs by like one or two games, which means they're not. I swear up and down, it was Anthony Richardson, nothing in there. They're not going to have a good draft position, so they're not going to be able to really add to the team. They're just going to be stuck in mediocrity, and that Anthony Richardson's going to come back next year, and they're going to get worse because it's not Gardner Minshew anymore. It'll be Anthony Richardson. So it's actually a disastrous situation for the Colts, but good. So <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, by the way, in the game, uh, I don't, uh, the Buccaneers have just fallen off a cliff, man. Like early in the year, they were kind of surprising me that they were winning games, but now it seems like they've really fallen back. Down I mean, to earth. all of their linebackers are out. Where did they even have, like? Who were their linebackers again? Um, shoot, they. I know one of them was like. I'm gonna have to look them up. They had two good linebackers, Levante David oh, and. Right. Uh, Devon White, I want to say, or oh, Devin, Devin White. Devin White, yeah. yeah. Got it. So both of them didn't play, and that's two big pieces in the middle of your defense. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor kind of did have a field day. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. you see where they tested him right after the game? Really? They that's, tested Jonathan Taylor. That's fantastic. <laughs> NFL needs to make it a little less obvious, they bro. Test. All right, next up, Patriots. No, he broke it. He's the one that came out and said he was testing. That's what I'm that's saying. I'm saying the NFL needs to make it a little less obvious. Like, they need to stop testing people right after they have really good uh, okay. games. Like, make it, make it actually random, NFL. All right. Uh, next up, Patriots at Giants. Giants win 10 to 7. Goodness gracious, Patriots. I mean, I don't know what the Giants are doing at this point. They're winning too many games, bro. Yeah. Are you ready to admit it oh. was Tom Brady? Oh, that's not. No, that's. That, dude. This team... Are you ready to admit? No, that's not... No, I'm not ready to admit that at all. But. Bill Belichick built that team, and <laughs> it, it, the dynasties always come to an end. You lose all your players in Exodus. It it it's, it, it happens. It was Brady. 
Uh, Bill Belichick built Brady, bro. He 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 built that. He did that. Michigan built Brady, and Not and really also Tom that. Brady. Tom Brady realized the roster was falling apart, and that's why he left. He left the Patriots because it was falling apart. No, he, no, he didn't leave because of that. He no. did. Bill Belichick wanted to move on he with did. Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's why. Okay, that that that, that can be true too. Yes, but, but the reason why Tom Brady was was like, all right, I'm ready to get out. He's like because like. I have options to go to teams that are better than the team I'm on right now. Yeah, right. And that's 100%. He earned the right to do that. My, yeah. my thing with this argument, did Brady build, like make Belichick or did Belichick make Brady? Andy Reid made Patrick Mahomes. But if you take Patrick Mahomes and put him on a different team, I still think Patrick Mahomes yeah. is still Patrick Mahomes now. That's correct. That he's already been. But Andy Reid still made Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But now if you take Patrick Mahomes out and put him somewhere else, Patrick Mahomes is still going to be Patrick Mahomes. But he was built by Andy Reid, if that makes sense. And there there yes, and that there's a lot that goes into that that talk that goes into like young quarterback confidence. Um and and speaking on the young quarterback confidence, Tanner's gonna hate this. But if the tuck rule was never invented oh in that game. I don't even want to hear about Tom this, Brady's bro. career does not happen. Uh, That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, bro. It doesn't happen. Anyway, we'll move on. I'm on your side for this one, Tanner. Really, Ben? You think if Tom Brady doesn't win that first Super Bowl, his career goes the way it goes? Oh. I mean, saying one play affected an entire career, dude. Well, Tanner likes to jump on people when they fumble the game away. Uh, people will be jumping on Tom Brady for fumbling the game away. Anyway. I'm gonna have a hard. You, you jump on guys for that all the time. And Tom Brady lost that game, but somehow the NFL changed the rules for him, bro. Remember that? Okay, one? let's just look past the other five Super Bowls he won. Remember when the Jets almost beat the Chiefs this year, and then a certain fumble happened, and they lost, and you said nothing else he did that game mattered because of one fumble. Yeah, I do remember that. When Zach Wilson has as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady does, we can come back to <laughs> oh, that. That's what I'm saying. Tom Brady at that time wasn't oh, Tom yeah. Brady, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, would you have been hating on that young quarterback that made that mistake like that? Yeah. You know, another- been. Look, y'all are look, yeah. y'all okay. Y'all are acting like if Zach Wilson doesn't I'm turn just, it around, like I'm just gonna still be crucifying this guy. No, I'm calling it like it is right now. Okay. I'm saying, like, like, go ahead. Who is the only quarterback that has beaten the Eagles this year? Uh, this it still a, remains to be true. This is a dumb argument. This, I mean, that, it's, I don't like it's a ridiculous. That. It is argument. a dumb argument, but Josh Allen couldn't do it. Justin Herbert couldn't do it. Their Patrick defense done do it. it. Stop it. Stop it, Ben. At some point, you got to win. You got to put points on the board to win. And he put points on the board, and they they won. What was I'm, the final score of that? That does that's irrelevant. He put Oh, it's scores. irrelevant what yeah. the final score was. He should have beat the Chiefs too. <laughs> he should have also beat Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So. All right, moving on. Rams at Cardinals. Rams win 37 to 14. I don't even think there's anything worth talking about in this game. Kyler Murray just looked really bad. And the Rams just who is who's the running back? Kylan Kyron Williams? Dude put up some monster game. Oh my god. If you didn't have him in DraftKings, you didn't win any money. Sorry. It's the way it is. I was also playing against him in your league. Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, I just, I can't catch a break in fantasy. 
I needed Jordan Addison to outplay TJ Hawkinson tonight also. And Jordan Addison had all the chances in the world. Didn't didn't do anything really. And then TJ Hawkinson catches the touchdown pass too. Yep. It's just it's been a rough year for fantasy. Uh next up, Browns at Broncos. Broncos win twenty nine to twelve. Uh, I think the the Browns are just a bad football team. Like I, I somehow they're still seven and four after this loss, but I, I just think the Browns aren't good. The Broncos have turned things around. They're doing a good job. The Browns are just not good though. Hey, that's one step closer for the Steelers to be number one in the AFC now. I need the Ravens to lose and the Chiefs to lose, but I mean it's one step closer. Yeah. Uh, next up, speaking of the Chiefs, Chiefs at Raiders. Chiefs win thirty one to seventeen. The Raiders, did they get a 17-0 lead in this game? I, th- yes, I think it was 17-0. They had complete control. They looked like they were do- like just dominant, like just the better team. And then all of a sudden, they just stopped playing football and just forgot what they were doing. Uh, and the Chiefs ended up just 31 unanswered points. It's pretty wild in the NFL. That's kind of crazy. But uh, poor Devontae Adams, bro. Every time I see that guy's face... Like when he's come back to the sideline whenever these games end. Oh, my gosh, man. Dude just looks miserable. I feel so bad for him, man. Go to a team specifically to play with your college quarterback, Derek Carr, and they just get rid of him. It's like, I can't imagine, bro. That's so sad. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the Chiefs are 8-3. They've got the – actually, technically, they're behind the Ravens right now because the, the Ravens are 9-3. and three. But anyway, it, it'll be an interesting race. Dude. Another thing, I really don't think the Ravens are a good football team either. They every team that they play, it looks like they've had a rough schedule. Every single time they play an actual good team, that team has at least like three to five players that are key pieces that are just not playing in the game. It is every single team that they play every time. It's crazy. That's the way the NFL season goes sometimes, man. I mean, go back and look at the teams that they've played when they've played them. They've had three to five key pieces out every single time. You're right. It's, it's yeah. I mean, that's just some. Here's the thing, and uh, and this is a thing I've said to Tanner several times. A lot of the NFL is luck. Like that's just what it comes down to. Like when it comes down to the like, there's so few games that a lot of times you've got to get lucky. You're, you got to get lucky that your team stays healthy. You got to get lucky that the other team, other teams do get injuries. Um. And sometimes the ball just bounces weird ways, but that's the, the injury thing is one of those things. Like you just gotta get lucky sometimes. That's the way it goes. Uh, that was Sunday night, by the way, and the Monday night game tonight was the disastrous game between the Bears and the Vikings. Wow, you didn't talk about my game. Oh, did I skip it? Oh, wow, how did I miss? Wow, it? Yeah, you did. Sorry. Uh, Panthers. You skipped right over top. Yeah, of it. I did. <laughs> Panthers at Titans. Titans went seventeen to ten. Um. First half, the Titans looked really good offensively. I don't really have a lot to say. And, and in the second half, no one did it. <laughs> in the I, second half, neither team did anything the entire second half. We were watching Red Zone. I don't think we saw a single snap of this game. I was watching the. I was watching the game. Like, Even in the actual game, they weren't doing anything. Yeah, like the whole second half, that was so bizarre. Dude. It, it was kind of hard to watch. Like I can't. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm in this weird like. I'm in this weird place with the Titans right now. Like, I'm never going to pull for my team to lose. It would have benefited the Titans more to have lost this game than to win this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, so that's kind of the place that I am. But legitimately, though, 
It would not surprise. I know I called for the Panthers to to beat us. It would not surprise me if we don't win another game this season. Hey, you're going to be home underdogs a few times. You don't still, lose No, those. still. Still, I don't care. You don't still, lose those. I don't care. We have Dylan Radins and Andre Dillon and Christian Fulton. They'll have something to say <laughs> Okay? Which I'm not going to lie. Duncan, so they actually started Duncan over Dylan Radins in this game, and he actually looked pretty good at the left tackle spot. Uh, so we still need a left tackle, but like he actually kept Will Levis at least somewhat alive. That's also, good. I what what are you gonna talk about? My hopes of getting Will Levis and Dynasty are slowly dwindling. I'm I'm really trying my hardest, but I don't think it's. Happening. I also love like Will Levis. Like he made a couple of throws, like especially the pick that he almost threw. He made a couple of throws that were kind of like, uh, but still, like it, it's one of those things, man. I'm I'm just in a way, I'm kind of taking things with kind of a grain of salt when it comes to Will Levis this year in some aspects. Because I, I just the team is just so bad around him, man. It's just so miserably bad yeah, around him. It's rough right now. Man. I do think though that we should probably put Jeffrey Simmons at receiver. Just have him play Iron Man football. <laughs> just have him play Iron Man football, bro. Because he has the exact same amount of touchdown receptions Traylon Burks does. I do. I want to talk about Frank Reich getting fired yes. today. Um. Somebody's got to get a hold of the Panthers' owner, bro. Somebody's got to get that guy to calm down. Why on earth are we firing Frank Wright for this season after nine? He only what nine get ten games? Yeah, ten, ten games. games. With him? And like this roster, de- defensively, I think the defense is is a pretty decent roster. Offensively, it is non-existent. There is not an offensive roster. It's not there. So what are you expecting from this guy? Like, why is he getting fired? What do you, what do you, did you think you were going to be in the playoff race this year? I, I honestly think the owner truly believes that they were going to be competitive. And here's my, Adam Thielen, like people say Adam Thielen went there for the money, yada, yada, yada. Adam Thielen was asked about like why he chose to sign with the Panthers because everyone just assumed that he was going to go be like the third receiver on a Super Bowl contender somewhere. But he was asked specifically why he went to the Panthers. And he was like, because I genuinely want to play football for multiple more years, like at least three to four more years. And he was like, the Panthers offered that. And they said they had a plan in place to be competitive, not just this year, but for three to four more years to come, like for a long time. I truly think they thought that getting Bryce Young was the only piece that they were missing. The only problem is their team wasn't good before and then they got rid of one of their offensive weapons and a bunch of draft picks to go get them. So they're not going to be getting any better. Like, it's just... Yeah. Uh, My question is, is Adam Thielen, why did you think that there was a good plan in place? <laughs> it, it was pretty obvious that there was nothing there, bro. That's not very smart. Also, I mean, they have some young receivers on that team that were supposed to have potential. They yeah they just don't they're yeah. not Leviska Chenault's not it uh, Mingo is not it yeah. like it, I I had hopes for Mingo because the preseason they were like hey Mingo might be a guy Mingo might be a guy and he's like what six two and pretty fast uh, and he he's, he's a larger just, guy yeah. yeah not great route runner no he's not yeah so anyway I do it, have one question for you guys we're definitely gonna get way more into this. 
in off-season time. But at what? Huh? Huh? Just what? ask the question, Tanner. So I, I was looking at I was looking at basically projections for draft time. For draft? For oh, draft, oh, okay. For draft, like really early projected, like for NFL draft next. Okay. Season. The Bears are projected to take Caleb Williams number one. Yeah. I is that a mistake, or do you guys I, think they should get? Oh, I would Justin love it. Fields. I would love it if they game. take because either way, whether they decide to stick with Justin Fields or if they decide to take Caleb Williams number one overall, either way, I'm th- I'm thrilled as a Packers fan because I think Justin Fields and Caleb Williams both suck balls. Okay? I'm not a Caleb Williams fan. So no, it's, it's great for the Packers either way. So I'm. Cool. I, I don't think Caleb Williams is even a backup NFL quarterback. I don't even think he is that level. Uh, of quarterback. Okay. I, Dude, I would that's, say that's a bit much. My reasoning, my reasoning for saying that is because you think I, Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback in the yeah. NFL, but Zach, don't even think Caleb Zach, Williams Zach Wilson, is a backup quarterback. Zach Wilson is ten times better than Caleb Williams. I agree with that, but Caleb Williams isn't. Hold on. My reasoning yeah. for saying that before you all crucify me over here. All right, Caleb Williams just has this mind, like mindset in his head that he's like the next Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, and like he's guaranteed to be this generational guy that's going to win like five Super Bowls. Not even that Peyton Manning did that, but like he's guaranteeing that he's going to win five Super Bowls and, like, want ownership of the team and all this other absolute nonsense. And it's like, he has Russell Wilson's mentality before this year with with nothing to back it up. I killed Brandon. He almost choked on his water. The reason I say Russell Wilson's mentality, he literally has his own, like, like, media team like Russell Wilson does. He has his own media team already. And it's like, dude, you haven't done anything in the NFL. Like, you literally haven't even been drafted to the NFL yet. And you're demanding that you want ownership and all this other stuff. Like, he, his mental capacity can't handle being a backup. And he's not ready to be a starter. So he's going to get thrown to the fire for a year or two, looks terrible, and then he's out of the, he's done. They came out and said, though, man, that, like, I'm, wasn't his dad that came out and said something like, Depending on who were his projection, he would go back to USC for another they, year. They said that. They, like, that's dude, not happening. He I, I don't can't believe go back to USC. Here, here's the a, here's a thing. Well, I'm trying to think of teams that could, could realistically be like a top three draft pick kind of team. What is the best possible situation for Caleb Williams to go into? Because it's not the Bears. Is the it the best situation? Is it the Giants? That's not good either. The Giants aren't coming off Daniel Jones. I'm sorry. I, I The Giants are not coming well, off. Well, here's the thing. I told Ben this earlier. I think that the Giants could draft a quarterback in the first the round Cardinals? this year. But the Giants, but Daniel Jones would start for this next year. But they would draft a quarterback. Daniel Jones, see, I, I you don't... You think the I Cardinals? Don't, see, the I don't Cardinals like that. Like be a top that. three pick, I don't think. Yes, they are. The Cardinals are not coming off Kyler Murray, The Cardinals are projected to, and they're projected to take um, they might Marvin Harrison Jr. If Kyler Murray does so bad that they have a top three pick this year, they they're might, not they're coming probably, off Kyler. No, well, they've not. already I'm been talking about yeah, coming off They were talking about coming off of him coming into this season. No, I don't know if I believe that. They've I, been, I don't know if I believe it's that. It's been borderline I, for I two... Hold on a second, Tanner. What, been, what has Kyler Murray done other than be bad? 
No, I no, I'm not saying I agree with That's that. A, I'm saying I the Cardinals are not coming off Kyle. Why well, do you think the Cardinals aren't coming? He hasn't done anything good dude, for them. Literally, you're not saying anything. That, you're literally I'm, not saying I'm, anything. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you though. Why do you think the Cardinals feel that way? One, one with how much they paid him, and two, but ever since they paid him, the, he's been awful. I I literally agree with that, yeah. but I don't think they would want to come off of him. Because I don't think that they think they have the pieces around him. Because at least he looked halfway decent, at least with DeAndre there. Like, DeAndre was his guy that he threw to. They They were at least, they were in the playoff conversation. They've got playmakers on that team, bro. They went out and got Marquise Brown specifically for Kyler. That was Kyler Murray's request was Mm -hmm. for them to go get Marquise Brown. And they did that. And he started to look good. Josh Dobbs looked good with that team. Josh Dobbs looked good with them. Another thing is their coach is done after this year. Oh, yeah. And well, hold on. This is his first season. This Did they fire the other dude? Yeah, they fired the other guy. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Well, then that, 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 by the way? that was part of the reason. I think he's like on the offensive staff at USC. USC? Okay. That's part of the reason that they were talking about getting off of Kyler Murray anyways because that coach was super high on Kyler Murray. They brought him in to yeah, coach Kyler true. Murray, yeah. and yeah. that situation just didn't work out. No. And now Kyler Murray's getting a chance with another guy, and it's still just not working out. At some point, Kyler Murray's just the problem. So I'm I'm willing to, I'm willing to give Kyler Murray the rest of this season to see if he can look and better. Here's I'm my thing: that he deserves that at least. I I actually think Kyler Murray is an NFL quarterback as well. Like I think he's one of the top 32 guys. But he's not what that team drafted him to be or paid him to be. Yeah, and true. If they have another bottom pick this year, they at some point you just have to draft a different guy. Whether it's for health reasons or just you don't think he has it, at some point you just have to be like, all right, we tried it. He's not our guy. We'll have to get a different guy. So, yeah. like, all right. Uh, we need to wrap it up at that point. Uh, we are over an hour and a half now. Before we go, though, Anybody that happens to be listening to this on the first day that we're re- re- releasing it, so Tuesday, Tuesday night, we got the SEC and ACC Challenge in college basketball. Several really good matchups. One you need to watch, though, number 8, Miami, at number 12, Kentucky. Both teams, very high-scoring teams, very fast-paced. This is going to be a very exciting basketball game. Turn it on. Watch it. It's going to be thrilling. Uh, Kentucky's favored by six points. Don't really know why they're favored by six points. That's I I would have this as kind of like a pick 'em. Uh, but one of the seven footers is coming back for Kentucky. No, right? he's no, not, he's not coming well. back till next week. So it's just going to be bad matchups on both sides of the floor. It's just going to be sprints down and back the whole game. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be fun to watch. Watch it. It's going to be great. Uh, very different. Here's the even though they both play very fast, they play different styles. Miami's big and physical. And Kentucky's just going to be quick and just wanting to run run and gun the whole time. So, anyway, it'll be very interesting and fascinating to watch. And there's other good games on, too, in that matchup between the SEC and the ACC. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we're going to end it there. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. We'll preview all the conference championship stuff with college football. Try to break down more ifs. any kind of different situations that could be happening and if this happens then what happens here if that happens what happens there we'll try to break it all down it should be very interesting i can't wait 
Anyway, we'll talk to you guys then. See ya.